tonight. Y'all may be seated. Glory to God. Hallelujah. True intercession. No shame. How many of y'all are under attack? How many of y'all know you under attack? Okay. So that means you're in a war. That's what you do at war. Mm, I come to divide. He said, mother against daughter. Father and son. We're all under attack. All under attack. You better know it too. But you better know what to do when you are. That's why last week, teaching and today, it's going to culminate. You've been putting into practice what you've been learning. Yeah. Or are we still divided? Trying to get us on one accord. That we speak the same language. So are you thinking about your attack? Have, or have you given your emotions over to? Who's given their emotions over to the attack? I'm going to give you a key tonight how you can indicate if you have already. You should know these things. Amen? Oh, man. Satan does not like when we come together. It's so important, especially for our young people. You're the generation that he wants. See, a lot of us is older, set in our ways, but the new generation, the young one, this is, this is where he wants. He wants you. You want the cure for your situation? It's called love. All right. Y'all think I'm joking. Satan hates when you love each other. He would much rather have you at odds with each other. That's, that's where he can grow. In the hearts of men. And the word of God is supposed to grow in the hearts of men. Yeah? Uh, we are under attack. Last week, we had some, I think I said I had four things that I wanted to discuss with you, and I, I when it got to three, I didn't get to the third one. I'm not going to do a pop quiz on you tonight. <laughs> but the first one, I'll help you if you haven't been listening or watching the videos that are up. Mm-hmm. I'll be looking to see if the number's going up, and I'll be looking to see if you like it. That'll help our algorithms. That'll help us get 
Okay, I need to push this thing out. Mm, okay. Recognize one that you're in a battle. <laughs> right? I gave you last week when, and we're going to go back to that scripture in Psalms 42 and 43, and I told you they were actually written at the same time by David, right? Then I told you number two, stop listening to yourself when you're under attack. Yourself would be your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions. Man, TJ, we could just talk on emotions for here to eternity, couldn't we? Then I said, start talking to yourself. Once you shut down your soul, once you quiet your soul, then you can start talking to yourself. Yeah? All right. Once you got out your feelings, once you got out your emotions, don't talk. When you, when you are in your feelings and emotions, shh, don't say nothing. Amen? Don't act. Don't act out. Don't talk to nobody else. When you're in your feelings, when you hurt, when you're offended, hush. Don't talk to nobody. Don't talk to nobody. Don't talk to yourself. First, do not do it. Because, you know, you'll talk yourself into some things and out of some things. Because I told you, you haven't properly been able to analyze your thoughts from Sunday. I can't go. <laughs> I'm still going to be talking about thinking. I'm still talking about thinking if I'm talking about your soul. Yeah. Mm. Mm. God, we got to get this right, y'all. upset. Don't make decisions when you're upset. Hmm? Big no-no. All right. No-no. <laughs> How many of y'all done that? What have you learned? My question is, are you still doing it? No. You know, we're getting a lot of things happen and, and people want to call pastor right away. I, I want you to wait. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. You're in your feelings right now. Wait. You, you didn't even quiet yourself yet. So you ain't hearing God yet. So you still just hearing you. Shh. Shh don't. Don't y'all know when y'all... Don't you know when the setup is happening? You say, <laughs> she said, now we do. But we got to keep reminding you because we forget. I told you, he never sleeps. The attack never stops. He just waits for a more opportune time. He lets you gather yourself together. But he know, he know you've been studying you for quite a while. He know your bloodline. Gotcha. I told y'all, you have to attack. Okay. Just like your money funny, you're supposed to give. 
You give to give. I got one from the elder back there. You're supposed to give to give. Okay, then. Well, if it, if, if it ain't you, it ain't you. And you're still wondering why things are happening the way and why they're happening the way they're happening, why they're happening, and keep on happening. I'm going to show y'all a principle today, too. So we get, we, man, I thought y'all knew. Hmm, okay. All right. Let me go here so we can break on here and get y'all out early. How many of y'all fasted today? Yeah, okay. It's Tuesday's fast day. Now, let's just bring some balance because if you're working and you got extraneous work, you, you're outside in the heat and everything, you know, you're not in a plush office like, I ain't going to say it, but if you're not in a plush office, <laughs> Greg, I was messing with Greg earlier. So you, you, so you, you need to do something. You need to turn down something. And, and Facebook is not a fast. That ain't afflicting your soul, your mind. I'm Facebooking from Instagram. No, 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 no. What you like to do is eat. So you needed to figure out which meal, that thing you love, and you need to turn it down. See, I know I'm on a real fast when the Lord said turn down the coffee. I know I know I'm on a real fast. I know something about to happen powerful when they tell me to turn that one down. Mm-mm. Why can't your spirit tell your flesh what the fast going to be? You, we are supposed to live a consecrated life. If I didn't give you Tuesday, you wouldn't take a day. So you, at some point, no one need to tell you. You don't need a word. You just need to know your flesh. I look just a little too long. Mm -mm, something wrong. Mm -mm, it's a little too loud. So I need to do something to get control again. Yeah. Oh, afflicted. You need to be afflicted in some manner. Y'all just got it too easy. Mm -mm. Stop. Don't park. Don't park so close to the, to the store. Take the long walk. God might want to talk to you while you're walking. <laughs> I need y'all to stop listening to the soulish part of you. Yeah. Mm. My goodness. What's this? <laughs> so you have a seed, right? So, but can you, just kind of a little side note. I'm just trying to show you how awesome God is. Okay. So if you had, a, you know, a sunflower, you know how many seeds that, that it's, it's a lot of, right? So if one sunflower plant, and you would let it grow for seven years and plant every seed, it filled the whole earth. Just the one seed. From one seed, it would fill the earth. 
Now, you think about all the other plants. So who's monopolizing the food? Why we still got hunger? One fish in the ocean. One fish in the ocean. One fish. I mean, the, the ocean is, looks pretty empty. I, I, I mean, only 2% of it has been explored. So if only thing has been 2% of it has been explored, and this 75% of the earth is covered in it, I bet you there's things in there you don't know. I bet you there's other beings in there, creatures you don't know. Imagine that same fish, and it would feel the... Why are we hungry? I'm just saying. I'm just trying to get you sometimes. Sometimes we forget how awesome God is. He said, be fruitful and multiply. How many seeds are in you? When, when there are 500 million seeds are released and only one gets into the egg. And you can't even count it. How many seeds are in here? How many generations are in you? You, you can't even... You can't, you can't fathom it. Just sometimes pause for a minute and think about your creator. How awesome he is. Hold that thought. See, when I do that, it makes me see just how unimportant yet important I am to him. See, I told you, it's how you think. You can't do this kind of thinking if you, you worry about a bill. How somebody treated you. Doing what you want to do. You can't think like that and how. See, you're expanding your capacity to think. To create. To see God at another perspective. We're going to move on. That's kind of my thought sometimes. I, I try to think about just how awesome he is. <laughs> see, when, when I do that, now when I enter in to his gate, see, it's a difference. Something, just something real simple as that. You, you don't meditate on what he's done already for you. We, we're so busy looking for what I want him to do, yet what he's already done. Is it significant enough? Hold on. Is it significant enough for you to serve him? See, see what I'm, I'm shepherding? I'm trying to get you to think. Okay. What do you think you're going to be doing when you go to heaven? What's, what's your job? 
What's your job? What you going to do? Just sit up in your mansion? Wrong definition. You just, you just, what you going to do? What you going to be doing? It's so much you don't know about him. He said, if it was possible, if it was possible, in those 33 years that he was here on this earth, if it was possible, all the things that he said and done could be put in a book. The world could not contain it. So there's a lot of things about him you don't know that they experienced, but you didn't see it, nor hear it, nor was it written down. You only got a small micro of who he is. And he said, that's sufficient. I'm trying to tell you how fast he is. He said, the world that you live in, your brain, your mind, could not contain all the things that he said and did. You couldn't put it in a book. No, no, no mount could hold it. Okay. All right. See, he told you why were you going through? He said, think on these things. Tell y'all, man, we under attack. You got to know how to think in this attack. Oh, okay. Okay, moving on, Pastor. Y'all want me to move on? I'll move on. All right. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, I got to get this moving. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. So. Let's go to Psalms 31 and 2. That's where we left off at last week. Just want to read that again. Get us get it in our mind. OK, Psalms, Psalms 131, excuse me, and 2. New King James. Psalm 131 and 2 <laughs> in the New King James Bible. Surely I have calmed and quieted my soul mm. like a weaned child with his mother. Like a weaned child is my soul within me. Mm. Like a weaned child is my soul within me. So, what do you do when you wean a child? You're doing what? You're taking them off of what they've been used to. So, um, your mind, your, your, you've been so used to your soulless part of you. The soulless part of you. So now when it's time for you to get in the spirit, you start, it's weaning you off of it. You, you get upset. When, when I tell you this is the way you should be behaving and you get upset, see, that's weaning you off of the milk so you can take the truth. But you don't want it. You get upset. Blame the other person. <laughs> see, but the spirit, see, that's the thing. You, you're still carnal. You're still carnal. Okay? You spit too when you talk. I saw it. I heard you. 
cobra up there. I heard you. It's all good. Listen to this. <laughs> so, you get upset when, oh, I don't want to do that yet. Ah. When you take that child off the milk and you put them on solid food, right? That's, what, that's the whole idea, right? That's the whole idea because the, the milk can only develop them so far. You know, that's actually for an infant. Right? This is for an infant. Right? But I'm trying to wean you off of the surface to get you to the real meat. Something that you can handle. Why is that child crying? Mm. Why is your flesh throw a fit? A temper tantrum. When somebody tell you the truth. Because now you're being weaned. <laughs> off of the carnality. You know the thing that you've been so used to. Mm, yes teacher that's what it is. The soul don't want you to get started. Thinking spiritually. It wants you to be, it wants to, the soul wants to be in control of the spirit. Y'all hear that? The soul wants to be in control of the spirit. Your soul wants you to trust in your, watch this, feelings. The soul wants you to trust in your emotions. See, it doesn't care about right or wrong, what's better, what's, what's good. It goes on how you feel. Y'all better listen to me, because this is a lot of you right now, okay? Yes, it is. See, that's your soul. It don't want, it, it wants to feel. It wants to be emotional. Ooh, man, that felt good to cuss. Mm, mm, mm. Just telling you that's how, that's how it acts, all right? Go to first, first, go to first Corinthians. Y'all know I'm telling the truth. We're going to get to this. Go to first Corinthians three, one through three. Amplified. Okay. I'm going to have to save some time. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 1. However, brethren, I could not talk to you as spiritual men, mm. but as to non-spiritual men of the flesh, mm. in whom the carnal nature predominates, as to mere infants in the new life in Christ, unable to talk yet. I fed you with milk, not solid food, for you are not yet strong enough to be ready for it. But even yet, you are not strong enough to be ready for it. For you are still unspiritual, having the nature of the flesh mm. under the control of ordinary impulses. 
For as long as there are envying and jealousy and wrangling and factions among you, are you not unspiritual and of the flesh, behaving yourselves after a human standard and like mere unchanged men? My goodness. Hmm. The carnal man is not spiritual. He's not spiritually mature. He is a babe. He's a babe in Christ. Note that the carnal man is a true, uh-oh, believer. He is a babe in Christ. But he is deformed. Just like a deformed baby. He should be more mature, more developed, more spiritual. But he has not known Christ yet. Okay? The carnal man does not know Christ and the things of God like he should. Mm, mm, mm. His mind and behavior are not focused upon Christ like they should be. I told you, when you get saved, there's a behavior that identifies you that you are no longer ruled by your flesh. Okay. Your feelings. The carnal man has to be fed with milk and not with meat, not the meat of the word. This doesn't mean that there are two sets of teachings. Mm -mm. nor that there are two sets of beliefs. One of the learned believers, one of the learned believers and others is unlearned. Okay? Let me see if I got that right for you. There's not two. I think people think there's two. You know, you got the undeveloped people, and I think this is a a struggle of a teacher is that you're in the classroom, but you have people that are advanced, and then you have people that are undeveloped. But she can only teach, or he can only teach the one lesson. Okay? Not two different lessons. See, when you do that, you start compromising. You got the bell curve now. We're going, okay, we can't do that. The same gospel. Listen to this. I said this. There are not two, nor are there two beliefs, one for the learned believer and one for the unlearned believer. The same gospel is preached to all. The same word, the same word is studied by all. But some have paid more attention. Some have studied more. Some have prayed more. Some have served Christ more than others. Y'all see what's happening? Therefore, they're naturally known more. They're, they naturally, when a person does that, they naturally know more about God than the one that just keeps coming and never exercises their mind 
or their belief, right? Y'all know we got it. We got a lot of visitors in the kingdom. I'm not talking about rock or ministry. I'm talking about in the kingdom. Okay. They refuse to grow. Okay. They refuse to change. Okay. Who, who are you? We deliver a lot of word here. Some good teaching. Strong in marriages. What I've learned, I apply. So have you, you can't learn, you haven't learned if you haven't heard. Sama means to do. Okay? All right, I'm going to work with you. Can I work with you? Okay, that's my job. See, the Corinthians were, <laughs> they were a soulless people. Your spirit should rule over your soul. Your soul comes alive at conception. Okay. There's a personality being formed in your womb when you're pregnant. Okay, hold on. Can I tell you what personality is? Personality means the combination of characteristics or qualities that form an individual distinctive character. Personality. It's a common, yes. So, okay, give you an example. Do you need me to read that again? Okay. Personality means the combination. That's two things or more than one. The combination of characteristics or qualities that form an individual's distinctive character, personality. There are no two alike. Similar, but not alike. Mm. I, let's just take, for instance, like my grandson, to me. So I study him, too. Just like I study y'all. So... He likes to clean. Okay. He likes to organize things. Don't he? He, he learns quickly songs. And he's not two years old yet. But his personality now is being formed. His personality is being formed because of the environment, the nurturing. The attention that's given to him. The guidance. The leading. His, it's forming his personality. No one had to tell him to be stubborn. No one had to tell him. No one had to tell him that, that he, his will is so strong. At, he's not even two. But that's his personality. So the thing that he catches on quick. Is that he hears. So that was the one thing that they said was going to be a problem. But we prayed. So now he catches on. He hears. See, so it's, it's more than just, oh, he just pick up a song. No, his personality. Now, he's going to be a person that can actually hear the things that you don't hear. Because he's exercising at such a young age. 
That's how you get a prodigy. Okay. It's what you, I said, well, he's hearing now. I said, get him a foreign language. Get him another language in him. Expose him to other things, the music, so he can hear, so that gift in him can grow. It's his personality. He, he, he likes things to be, he organized because he likes order. So you're teaching him now order, how to follow. I'm teaching him now at this age, say yes, sir, and no, sir. Yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am. He say everything, he repeat everything about anything you say, but when I tell him to say yes, sir, and no, sir, guess what he do? He say it when he want to say it. But anything else, he'll say it when you ask him to say it. But this one thing, so every time I see him, guess what I be putting in him? So I'm helping his personality, his character being formed. Same thing the word is supposed to do with you. Okay. Mm, mm, mm. Little children. Okay, that's what God calls us, right? All right. All right. Let's get deep. Can we get deep a little bit? Okay. All right. Okay. Go to Ephesians. Oh, I got to move this thing. Go to Ephesians 2, 1 and 5. Ephesians chapter 2 at verse 1. And you he made alive when you were dead, slain by your trespasses and sins, in which at one time you walked habitually. Mm -hmm. You were following the course and fashion of this world. Listen. Were under the sway of the tendency of this present age, following the prince of the power of the air. You were obedient to and under the control of the demon spirit mm. that still constantly works in the sons of disobedience. Ooh. The careless, the rebellious, and the unbelieving who go against the purposes of God. Among these, we as well as you once lived and conducted ourselves in the passions of our flesh. Our behavior governed by our corrupt and sensual nature, obeying the impulses of the flesh and the thoughts of the mind. Here we go, thoughts. Our cravings dictated by our senses and our dark imaginings. We were then by nature children of God's wrath and heirs of his indignation like the rest of mankind. But God, so rich is he in his mercy, because of and in order to satisfy the great and wonderful and intense love with which he loved us, mm. even when we were dead, slain by our own shortcomings and trespasses, he made us alive together in fellowship and in union with Christ. He gave us the very life of Christ himself, the same new life, mm with which he quickened him. For it is by his grace, his favor and mercy, which you did not deserve, that you are saved, delivered from judgment, and made partakers of Christ's salvation. How can any circumstance you're going through stand up to that? Unless you are still under... Slavery. 
to your flesh. Okay. This is why we act the way we do sometimes. The way we should be, the way we should be thinking is not thought about. The way that we ought to be thinking is seldom thought about. You know why? Because of our carnality. Our soulish behavior, which is saved self. I told you that the, carn the carnal person is a believer. He's a true believer. Just carnal. Just led of his flesh. A soulless person is a selfish person. I'm just helping y'all can identify. A soulless person is a selfish person. The soulless person never wants to do what the spiritual person wants to do. <laughs> me and that was me and teacher at one time. She, when I first got, she said, if you just knew me by my spirit, we, we would be all right right now. We wouldn't be going down the road you trying to take me down. Because I was carnal. How many of y'all can say y'all were carnal? Mm -hmm. How many of y'all can say y'all still carnal? Look at that. Okay. All right. I got some food in there. I got some food people really. Okay. All right. Mm. What do you say, teacher? You may have your moments. Okay. True. Absolutely. Mm. Watch this. A soulless person never want to do what the spiritual person wants to do. This is why they throw a fit. When the spirit <laughs> tells you what to do. I know you think it's me. But it's really the spirit. But because you are carnal, you can't see it. I'm, I'm trying to help. We're still in relationship, all of this. We're in warfare, all of this. Okay? Okay. This is the principle that I want to show you. The principle of the older shall serve the younger. Watch this teacher. The soul being the older. Mm, mm, mm. Just wait. Hold your thought. The soul being the older and the spirit being younger. The spirit comes alive when you're born again. <laughs> That's when you are a babe in Christ. I didn't say. I'm not talking about that you are a spirit. Because you are a spirit. But when you are born and you're in your transgression, when you are not saved, your spirit is not alive. Correct? I just want to make sure I get my theology right for y'all. Jump ship on me. Heresy. What's he doing up here? Hold on. I, I just told you, you just read in Ephesians about what came alive. Right? So go to Genesis 25. 
New King James, 25, 23. And the older shall serve the younger. The older being the spirit, the younger being the, I mean, the older being the soul, but the spirit being the younger. Okay? Your spirit comes alive when you are born again. I didn't say come into existence. I said come alive. Amen? You got it? Ready? Genesis chapter 25 at verse 23. And the Lord said to her, two nations are in your womb. Two peoples shall be separated from your body. One people shall be stronger than the other. And the older shall serve the younger. Okay. And the older shall serve the younger. That's what Jacob and Esau, right? And the same is with Rachel and Leah. And the same is with Isaac and Ishmael. Uh-oh. And David. He was younger than all his brothers. Oh, okay. Uh-oh. And even with the, with the prodigal son, same thing. Don't uh, you never put that together? Okay, watch. Okay, don't go out there now and, and say that I knew I got proof that uh, the younger one was the favorite in the family. I'm, I'm showing y'all a spiritual... <laughs> I'm showing y'all a spiritual principle. So don't go saying I knew they were the favorite because they were the youngest one. <laughs> okay? I know some of y'all felt that way. Right, this is a spiritual principle, okay? The principle is that your spirit should rule over your soul. They're going to get it. Do you get it? Hold on. The principle is that your spirit should rule over your soul. And the older shall serve the younger. Old Testament's tight and shadow. He's showing you something. He's showing you a principle of what's happening. So when you're born again, your, 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 your soul is, is already there. It's, it's been there. But who you really are, the unveiling of who you are, hasn't. So when you're saved, now your spirit comes alive, which is younger. So now your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions. Y'all get it? Who don't get it? It's flip-flop. All the other time, your soul been leading you in your spirit. Your spirit, quiet. It's not alive yet. But now, once it gets awakened, now that soul got to serve and listen to that spirit. It's older because that's where my feelings at and that's where my emotions at. This is what David was doing. Shut up. 
That's what he was saying. Okay. All right. Okay. I gave you the examples, right? Here we go. Now watch this. Now watch this. So here's what you do when you're under attack. You have to let. You have to let your spirit tell your soul to shut up. Y'all missed the whole thing. You have to, that soul, you have to let. You have to allow your spirit to tell that soul to shut up. You got to do that when you come here. Tell your soul to shut up. When you sit down to study and read the word, tell your soul to shut up. Stop talking. Yeah? When it's time to love somebody, you just don't want to love. Tell your soul, your emotions to be quiet. Okay. And the older shall serve the younger. Oh, y'all ain't seen that. Who don't see that? God be talking all the time. We just don't know he's talking. All right. Okay. So. So. So David, this is what he was doing with his soul. He was. His soul was complaining. And he said, stop it. And his spirit started telling his soul what to do. It's right there in the scripture, but you, you, you got to see the spiritual aspect of it. Amen. Now, the fourth thing that I wanted to go to was when you are under attack, go to God. Ah, <laughs> When you are under attack, you better get to God. Like the deer needs the water. That's what I told you. After a deer, when he's under attack, the very first thing that's innate in him that he has to get to water. Because he uses, expends at least 80% of his water supply and he'll die. So he knows that he got, his life is in that water. So when you're going through, you should know your life is in the word. Now, what you do when you upset, you go and talk to somebody. Feet quick, swift. That's what we do. We need to read Psalms 42 5. We're going to read that from last week. I want us to read it again, right quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to move through this thing. Come on. Psalms 42 at 5. Hold on a second. Yeah, 42 and 5. It so reads, why are you cast down, O my soul? Mm -hmm. And why are you disquieted within me? Mm -hmm. Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him Woo. for the help of his countenance. Okay. All right. Okay. Oh, watch it. Because verse 42 and 42, they were written at the same time in Psalms, right? 
But you're going to see, um, let's see, you're going to see the same verse three times. Okay? But it, it won't. But I want to show you something about it. So, minister, ready? You got you to flow with me on this one quick, okay? So, read 42.5 again. New King James. New King James. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. Okay, now 42.11. Verse 11. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him, the help of my countenance and my God. Psalms 43.5. I told you 42 and 43 are all one. Chapter 43, verse 5. Yeah, go ahead. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him, the help of my countenance and my God. It's another song, but it's not. It was all written together. All three verses sound exactly the same, but they're not. It's a real big difference, okay? Psalms 42.5 says the help of his countenance. Your countenance is your face. 42.11 says the help of my countenance. And 43.5 says, and God, and it says, and God says, again says the help of my countenance. So you read it fast, you won't see my, okay, and his. That's a big difference. My countenance and my God. Simply put, what David is saying is I look at his face and my face changes when I'm under attack. This is simply what he's saying. When I look at his face, my face. When I look at his countenance, my countenance change. David, oh man, y'all, y'all missing this thing. Oh my goodness. Your face tells you everything. Look at you right now. Your face says everything. Mm -mm, mm -mm. No, 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 no. Your face tells everything. Oh, some of y'all are really good at hiding it though. So you think. So you think. Some of you are really good. You think you're really good at hiding your face. <laughs> you might be to hide it from me. You might be mad to hide it from you, but you can't hide it from him. <laughs> and that's where y'all mess up. Because you're trying to hide it from me. You know, you just had a bad day. Whatever. Everything's good, yeah. Just get in your private area, and that countenance will drop. How you really feel? See, you 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 get good at hiding it. 
but you can't hide it. Because <laughs> a man think of in his heart, so is he. And you can't understand. Man, they're counting this. Yeah. That's what y'all think. Sometimes people just think they're so good at it. Stop it. Don't feel bad, because you can, you can have a bad. You, your face can look bad. That's, that's part of human nature, right? I'm not telling you just got to walk around like this all the time. Now, you, now I see that you're just being fake. When people smile all the time, you, ain't got, <laughs> you just keep smiling. That's me and T. They be like, why y'all always smiling? Why you not? What's the issue? It's just natural. Why your face looks so stern all the time? Who are you trying to scare? That's not even the real you. Mm-mm. No, it's that when you, a lot of times you've been doing something so long. Stop looking at it. You're going to get cross-eyed. Okay, because you've been, okay. Y'all didn't hear that before. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Let me get this in here because I'm almost finished here. All right. I'm just saying, don't let Satan attack you during that time without attacking back. Okay? So, if there is something bad and if something did wrong, you know, uh, he's trying to give you instruction now how to do this. If y'all would just listen and give you some keys tonight, all right? And it'll be real and you got to fake no more. Okay. All right, now watch this. The best way to attack back is with God. This is the best way. This is the best way. Not your prayer partner. The best way is to attack back with God. Simply because Satan never wants you to do this. He never wants you to get close to God. That's attacking him. Okay, watch this. Go Psalms 42 and 4. Amplified. Ready? Psalms chapter 42 at verse 4. These things I earnestly remember and pour myself out within me. How I went slowly before the throng and led them in procession to the house of God, like a bandmaster before his band, timing the steps to the sound of music and the chant of song, with a voice of shouting and praise, a throng keeping festival. See how we read that? It's like nothing's really happening. Okay, hold on. David is being driven out of Jerusalem by his own son. He's losing his prophesied throne. He's losing his family. And the thing... That he's most sad about 
is that he's leaving the church, the temple. He can't go back. You, you're reading it wrong. Minister, come on. Am, re, read this again. Amplify. These things I earnestly, earnestly remember, remember and pour myself out within me. How I went slowly before the throne. Hold on. How I went slowly before the throne. See, we rushing in. No, he's remembering the time of worship with God in his trouble. And I'm, I don't, I'm, I remember how slowly I walked up there. Because I don't want to leave his presence. See, y'all not in his presence. See, this is what he's remembering right now while he's being attacked. He said, he said, I went slowly before the throne and led them in procession. He was the king and he was leading them into the worship. And I'm going to take myself slow because I want this thing to last. See, y'all, hey, you, you're reading it wrong, man. He led them in a procession to the house of God. Do you see that? Like a bandmaster before the band, timing every step that he went. See, you just read it like it's just something, but you didn't read it with the spirit and seeing exactly how it is when he's under the rest. He's remembering, he's recollecting. Uh, and my sad thing I'm sad about is I won't be able to do that. I can't get back in the house of God and lead them into worship. <sighs> While he's under, this is what he's upset. You upset about some money and other little things. He's worried about his, listen, his relationship with God in the time of trouble. Ooh, you're reading it all wrong. The timing that he steps and the sound of the music and the chant of the song that people were singing. See, he's remembering how that sound in this time of trouble. He's going back to God for worship. See, but you won't. Oh, my God. Do you see that? With the voice of shouting and praise. You're reading it in right. You're reading it right. Man. Told you when they were singing a song, each song had a step. They would stay, they would sing that song, then they would go up to the next step. These were the songs of ascent. They would at least stay there until that step and sing that song. And then the next song, they would take another step right there. See, we just come in and rush in and rush out. When David was under trouble and the rest, he turned to God. Oh man, what do y'all do? Mm, mm, mm. You turn to somebody else. My goodness. Hold on. I'm finishing up right here. He's losing this prophesied throne. His son is coming after him. He's losing his family. And the thing he's most sad about is that his, he's leaving this church, the temple. He can't go back in. So, so re remember, he remembers something. You don't have to be in church to enter into his presence. He's in the wilderness. He's on the run right now. A lot of people feel that and think that. They have to be in church to be in the presence of God. Now, David, this is the, this is the king. He, he, he invented personal worship. He invented personal worship. 
This is the shepherd who, who could play his harp so skillfully and he could worship so skillfully that they brought that to him. And listen, and the evil spirit to leave the king. Listen, they brought that to him to get the evil spirit to leave the king. So you depress. Saul was depressed. Saul was an evil spirit was on him. He said, send for David, the minstrel. Because if I can get you in the presence of God, the enemy got to leave. This is what you won't do. Oh, if I could just, if I could just worship. See, what you're going through right now, y'all hear me? Dejan, y'all hear me? What you're going through right now, this is what you do. This is how you combat the enemy. Is that you get and stay in the presence of God. Woo, we won't do it. We won't do it. He was, he was skillful. David was skillful in his worship. Ramon, he was skillful in his dance. He's called the Lord of the dance. Okay, see, we're missing it. We're missing it. Y'all missing it. Minstrels, do you hear me? David was a personal worshiper. Oh, man, listen. He was a personal worshiper. And he said, oh, man, I'm going to miss this. I'm not going to be able to get into the presence of God. And somewhere between Psalms 42 and 43, it dawns on him. I can get into the presence of God right here. Right in the middle of my circumstance. Right in the middle on the run. Right in the middle of running from my enemy. I can still get into the presence of God. Y'all missing it. Y'all got to get this. Mm -mm. This is what I believe. See, I believe David was, was leaving and running away, and he said this. And, and some of his faithful mighty men who were still protecting him, I think he said this as he was leaving out. Someone, please get my harp. Oh, y'all missing it. Make sure you don't forget my harp. Make sure you don't forget the instrument. Man, y'all, y'all are missing it. Y'all, I got to get y'all to get this. He's saying I'm going to get into the presence of God no matter what. So if Nothing is happening now. God has given us this, so you better take heed. Amen. Psalms 100. One through five, quickly. Psalm 100 and verse one. 
Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Mm. Know, perceive, recognize, and mm. understand with approval mm. that the Lord is God. Uh. It is he who has made us, not we ourselves. And we are his. We are his people, people. and the sheep of his pasture. My God. Enter into his gates, gates with thanksgiving and a thank offering and into his courts with praise. Be thankful and say so to him. Bless and affectionately praise his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy and loving kindness are everlasting. His faithfulness and truth endure to all generations. My God. He said to you, his family, is that you are to enter in his gates, his courts, with a thank, listen, with a thank offering. How many of y'all done that? See, this is the thing. You got to understand God knows exactly what he wants from you. And he wouldn't try to get nothing from you that you couldn't give him. Oh, my goodness. Woo. Are we really thankful? That's my question. Are we really thankful? Is my question. How many, how, how, how really great is he? That's why I started off this thing with it. How really, how great really is he to you? Hmm? My goodness. We have been forgiven of our sins. Yes? I got one yes. We have been forgiven of our sins. We're going to heaven. We are born again by the word of God. <laughs> and that we are kept by the power of the almighty God. We are sealed by the spirit of truth. I'm an heir of his promises until the day of redemption. I'm sealed in the heavenly places. Listen, I'm seated in heavenly places. And all things are under my feet. And I have authority over all the powers of the enemy. Oh, I'm thankful. Do y'all? Okay. Not some of their powers. When you are under attack, you need to get to some water. The word is the water. And life. That's what David was really saying in those psalms. If I can just get to his word. And I know how to get to it too. I know how to praise. I know how to worship. I remember when I used to lead them into the temple. Like a, what did he say? A bandmaster. I used to lead them in there. I'm thinking about how we used to worship. And how we slowly proceeded to that throne. Good God almighty. Woo, I wanted to last. I wanted to last. That's it, y'all. Y'all should be equipped now. I'm done. Oh, my goodness. Woo. I thought we went over this. I thought we went over this. She's got a whole lot to say, but she don't want to say right at the moment, so. I thought we went over this. I thought we went over this. 
I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna push. I'm not gonna push. Really? Oh well. Praise God for Janae. Thank you. I thought we went over this. I thought we all did. What's the deal? Something changed? You didn't tell me? No, we're at 830. Yes, we are 830. And y'all should know by now. This is what I do. <laughs> this is what you need. I need you to have some spiritual stamina. I know she's going to get me later, but I'm, it's already said. He says this every time. I'm going to get him later. But it, it's not a, not a threat. <laughs> it's a promise. I'm going to get you. It's not idle. Anyway. <laughs> it's not idle. <laughs> but I'm built for it. I can take it. I can take it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you out. Um, but I really just want to really ask you a question when it comes to uh, David, because a lot of us been in situations to where, and probably even in this moment, to where you probably feel like I have just had enough, and you are noisy in your soul, in your emotions, and your and your thoughts. Uh, the way that you feel, a situation that's going on in your life right now. So the, the question is, how are you responding? Because if you are responding in the way of you, you're saying the word, because a lot of us say we prayed, you know, I prayed, I even fast. But David is saying, surely I have behave and quieted my spirit. He's saying this is what he has done. He said, surely. He said, I I'm telling you the truth. I have quieted my spirit. I've hushed my, hushed my soul. I've hushed my soul. I told my soul to be quiet. Because if not, what's happening is that my my soul is trying to provoke my mind to be or to act irregular. <laughs> See, in, in, in our life, in our situation, it is normal to get upset. It's normal to be emotional. It's normal to be angry. But for the believer, that's irregular. That's not normal. David is giving you an example is that I've been through what you're going through. He said, and I tell you a truth. I quieted my soul. I hushed my soul. I heard my soul when it began to speak and try to aggravate and cause my motion and my passion to be irregular. This is what happens to a lot of young kids now in college. Is that, or just, they hit about four, 13, 14, something 10. It seemed to be that 13. And what happens is, and this is why you are the parent, is that you need to know what's going on. You need to know how to redirect 
the irregular passion, emotion, temper. <laughs> Counter, see, this is just like when you, you, you have a new, a new pup, a dog. What, what you do is you have to immediately train them. You see what type of temperament they have. Certain things that we do even with our new babies. You see how they start to pull away. They didn't do that at first. See, if I don't stop them from pulling away and falling all out on the floor, see, because that's irregular. You, you, you're acting crazy now. Get on up. See, we can't keep talking, oh, you shouldn't do that. See, now I'm talking to myself now because this is about my grandson. So as I'm ministering to myself, I'm ministering to you. <laughs> See, I'm going to tell the truth. I'm telling the truth. <laughs> so, <laughs> look, it's hard because your, look, your, your child, your teenager, they want to do what they want to do, right? And you don't want to see them unhappy. You don't want it to even get in some kind of conflict with them. But it's necessary. Because I know what's best. And we're both going to get over this. We're, see, we're both going to get over this. But what normally happens is that you allow your soul, because his or her soul, it's acting irregular. Now you're all emotional. If we really thought about our lives in that situation and just stepped out it for a moment, you would see a lot of things that where your soul has taken you, you really didn't have to go there. You're emotional and you're mentally disturbed in a certain area because you choose to. I'm really emotional right now. I can't get things together. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm so this, I'm so that. This is what you have chosen. You have chosen to feel this way because it's a feeling. And this feeling comes from you. You can choose not to feel that way. You have a thought. The thought gives you, if you keep thinking it, it gives you an affection. Then it leads to a destiny. Now, the destiny, now I'm emotional. See, but you, David says, certainly, I have hushed, quieted my soul. And I've done that through the governing of my will that's under. See, but David had an intense intimacy with God. See, what's happening, Elder, is our relationship with God is passive. So your obedience is passive. So your prayer is passive. So when it comes time to your prayer, your praise, your worship is passive. Passive, which makes your obedience passive. Which means when it's time 
to quiet your soul, you can't. Because you've been living a passive relationship in the kingdom. But David said, I'm not passive in my obedience. Surely, I can choose to fully obey. And when I obey, it makes, now, my, my spirit man is stronger than my soul. And I can choose not to be full of noise in my head. Full of noise in my head. And not be people pleasers. That's our problem. We think about what people think about us. That determines how you feel. But we're not, look, we're not aggressive about the way that God feels about us. Can we forget, where does he play a role in all these scenarios that you're having in your life? Where is it? And for the young ones, where is it? I'm going to end on that. Um, I just want to remind the young people that God has to be someone to you now. And every parent, you can't make a child love God. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You've been passive in your raising. The word of God says, train up your child the way to go. See, but this is what has happened to some of us. Our parents, didn't, they were passive in training us up in the way to go which make you to be passive in your obedience to Christ. To make that when it's, it, we can't seem to operate like David. With every step that he took, it was with all admiration, praise, honor. Every footstep was a part of his relationship with God. But for us, it's passive. It's like, oh, okay. But see, Amon is... You, you're so, we're so overtaken. I got to end. See, I respect time. <laughs> I respect your time. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I just want you all to know I, I am, I'm ending here. I really want you to leave away with that your relationship with God should be the most important thing in your life. It's not it's not your children, not your job, it's not your money or car, it's not your so-called dream, it's not, it's not college, it's not no little boyfriend who you're waiting to meet and get with, it's not the little private things that you do in your private secret dirty time. I'm just saying, because this is real. Is that until God be first, we're going to keep experiencing all these different issues in life and be 
over, feeling like we're overcome by it. And there's so much noise and chaos in our head that no prayer that's prayed that can surpass that barrier. I know I have some more to say, but I'm going to end it with. You can stand your feet. Please and thank you. Thank you, Minister, for the music. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, ministers, for the intercessory prayer. Truly, your heart was before God. Thank you, thank you. I, I don't take it for granted. Prayer is the most important channel method that God has given us to communicate with him. And we are to never take that for granted. I just really have it heavy on my heart for the, the youth tonight is that you must take your relationship with God serious today. Amen. And this moment that we speak, we take life for granted. We take our health and strength for granted. You may have gotten used to hearing about young kids being shot and killed or all the different tragic things that's happening to our youth. And that's what the enemy wants you to do, to get numb to death, get numb to sickness and disease, get numb to being entrapped in the world system. He wants you to get numb and to everything that has to do with darkness so you won't be afraid to step out and go beyond the word of God. But if you have a, a parent, a mother, a father, or someone who is your guardian that's been looking over you, taking care of you, loving you, even if you don't know what love really looks like, but somehow you are able to still eat Help someone sleep. Clothes on your back. But even still, if you don't realize that that is love, just think about some children that don't have any parents, don't have a guardian, and they, they're homeless. They're actually living out on the street. And if you still can't see that you're loved, and to support your mother, your father. But by just obeying them and trusting their leading because they know what's best for you. They're trying to prevent you from getting to some of the relationship that you've seen them in. They're trying to prevent you from getting into a lot of unnecessary situations. I think that they should know more than you what's best for you. Amen. Hey, teacher, hold on. We want to make sure we do announcements. Men Fellowship, Saturday at 12, right here. Okay? And also. Anything else, Philina? Bible study Friday night, 7 30. <laughs> Amen. Um, also, if you didn't get a chance to do your Titan offering on Sunday, please do. 
Amen. So always have something to bring to the house of God along with your thanksgiving. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the word today. We thank you for the great intercession. Father, we, Holy Spirit, you are truly here. We thank you that you have manifested your presence in the hearts of every believer. We thank you that every believer assembled here today have been strengthened, Father. Pray that there was a word for their situation, Father, for their heartaches, for their pain, for their trouble, Father, for the way of not seeing out, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, and that is praise. That's praise, Father. That's worship, Lord God. That is calling on the name of our Lord and our King. Father, you said in your word, if we'll call upon the name of the Lord, you would hear us and you would answer. So we thank you, Lord God, for answering our prayers tonight. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem, Father. We pray for all governmental officials, Lord God. We pray for the house of God. We pray for our man of God. We pray for every leader who is assembled here. We pray for every family member here, every woman, every child, Father. We pray, Lord God, your anointing, your spirit rest, rule, and abide in this place, Father, because we have consecrated this place of gathering for your presence, Father. As we prepare to leave this place, but not your presence, Father, we, we ask that you continue to be with us, Lord God. Lead us and guide us throughout the week, Father. What is true? What is worthy? What is of good rapport, Father? Lead us to that, Lord God. Lead us to a man for thee and people for our life, Father. Lead us to favor this week, Lord God. We bless your name. We exalt you, Father. We say, Abba, Lord God, we love you. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray these things. Amen and amen. <laughs>